Hello and welcome back to Privilege Check, a podcast where two girls from different backgrounds come together to unveil the reality of modern society. I'm Lavleen. And I'm Shivangi. Through this podcast, I'm going to reach out to the privileged. You already know you are because you have access to this podcast. And teach them the one-on-ones of how to not be a privileged break. In this episode, which would be the third episode of the Privileged Take, we would be reviewing and analyzing a movie that we found to have a good representation of how privilege actually plays out in most urban societies. And Shivangi, do the honors of revealing the name of the movie. Yeah, so this time we're reviewing Aisha. And anybody who's had like a child, who's like a Gen Z uh, person in India has watched this movie, you've done either two, you've either bashed it for the bad acting or you've aspired for that lifestyle. And you might have done both as well, no worries. But uh, in this episode, we're not going to fangirl about the movie. We're actually just going to talk about how many things are wrong with the movie from the privilege perspective. So there are a lot of things you want to cover here. And so no, Sonam Kapoor's bad acting is not going to be one of them. So we're going to move on to the crucial aspects, which is relevant to our podcast. Exactly. And uh, as everybody knows, uh, this movie got uh, into a lot of controversies, to say the least, in the realm of in realm of what the producers prioritized while the creation of the movie. And yeah. while we might touch upon it a little, it's not something that we want to look into a lot because that's not what we're here for. <laughs> yeah, it's a waste. Y'all can like hit us up and we can have a discussion, entire different discussion about bad acting and underrated movies and overrated movies on our socials, but not this podcast. Yeah. Now, talking about Ayesha's character. Um, I, so, she, if our listeners don't know, I, I know I just mentioned this, but this was like loosely based on Clueless, which is like, like literally an iconic movie when it comes to teen uh, flicks and you have that iconic character of Cher. So, Ayesha was supposed to be the Indian equivalent, the South Delhi equivalent of that. Uh, the thing is that, okay, I know we said we're not going to talk about her acting skills and everything, so we're going to leave that aside. But she didn't do a good job at playing Cher, that's obvious. But I think what really misses out and what makes Aisha's character so unlikable is the fact that she gets constant reality checks throughout like the life she lives and everything about what she's actually putting like her time and resources towards are not actually changing anybody's life. I mean, towards the end also, you'll see Shefali was really done with it and she really gave it straight to Aisha what she's using Shefali for. And it's just to make her feel better about herself. So Aisha's character, I feel, is literally like every privileged, uh, rich daddy's girl uh, trope that there is in reality as well because I have seen people like these who are rich and bored and just want to make some just want to like you know turn around somebody's life to have an ego boost and then feel that their presence is of value to all because they're not contributing in any way so like if they change around one girl's life one girl who was really like really not uh, 
at all abhorrible to look at she was she was a pleasant person she's like literally there's nothing wrong with her just because she wore these clothes and she spoke in a language and everything uh, but that's what aisha's character does right it represents all of these rich chicks who like will use others lives others misery others in their perspective flaws and drawbacks and then try to create mirror images of themselves so that they feel better about their personality and how they look at life and it really ties into what we were talking about in the previous episode because aisha's character in that entire movie like you see sora you see shefali these people speaking in uh, hindi right they're not using aisha's prim- like prominent uh, american accent english uh, like they were talking about and they're not using that language they're speaking in hindi and they're good people but aisha's entire community except abhay would look down upon them because of the language they spoke but it's so crazy because it didn't even limit itself to like the language that saurav and shefali spoke versus what aisha and like her community spoke in fact it even extended to the fact ki uh, when lisa hayden's character came in and she spoke in a completely american accent she started um, aisha and her group started just shaming her for having that accent and for being american just so crazy because none of what sonam did was actually what the current ruling party and current political climate would consider being an idiot so it is really really ironic how her character was built so poorly but enough about the cinematic criticism i think there are her character was depicted something that actually happens in real life but it did not quite touch upon everything that affects somebody to act in such a way I see. What do you think, like, about <clears throat> Aisha's character and how they've balanced it out in the movie? Yeah. Um, as you mentioned, how unlikable Aisha has been crafted to be. Uh, I think a lot of it stems into the fact that she is so ignorant. So, in her yeah. own realm, in her own brain, she is this amazing person who does charity and who is helping this girl out and. and till the end of it even after her first relationship failure of shafali and whoever she does not stop she sees the next person and she's like bam i know what i have to do she, she is unstoppable that is how a good driven person would po- probably be like i'm not going to let this stop myself and i'm just going to, but she but the fact is that she's so ignorant of it yeah it comes out as childish for her actually yeah, not exactly driven. so like even though she has these qualities which you would really want to be in a nice sensible person or which you would probably promote at the end of the day it is her privilege and it is her ignorance that that actually ties her up into the uh into the character that nobody would want to be <laughs> per se especially because she's also trying to make everybody like her yeah and, and also it's also all these facts like you mentioned like she keeps getting all these reality checks and i think i really need to mention the fact that it is her father in the beginning who i think it's her father who's the first person who actually tells her what is this this is a huge bill and why are you spending on this 
girl it's her own father who's telling her that and i thought that the movie would shed a lot of light on that aspect but it didn't and again that's a very uh, very cinematic aspect and i don't think we should delve into that but uh, yeah it's her own father saying and she completely ignores it she completely ignores everybody yeah. she ignores her I own personality arjun, Ar- i think even arjun mentions that like for a brief moment when he like like he's like in the kitchen with her and she's like i don't know getting she, he like bought rasgullas or something and then i think he also mentions how selfish and how ignorant she really is i think she was the first person i'm not sure everybody is shaming her left right and center yeah. is is just one movie that's ready to bash her but is um, this some amount next level perseverance like you know what yeah. like this everybody is telling you your shit but she believes she exactly. is the right thing she 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 thinks arjun keeps telling her that she has potential she can be a better person he is basically telling her you are a bimbo if you put your brain to better use you can be an yeah. amazing person but this girl is like i am the best i can do everything and uh, you guys are just putting me down and you guys don't know it yeah. it's funny to an extent and it's also very very sad that you are not self aware exactly. you you yourself do not know what your reality is and i think that's really yeah. sad and like you mentioned we know a lot of people who are like that but <laughs> also like her thing is that i really couldn't tell if she was a teenager or like an early 20s or late 20s person for the longest time because See? they've just built her character so poorly matlab okay, i mean this is a, another criticism that was not relevant to the podcast yeah. but i really couldn't tell so i don't i didn't understand that particular aspect as well because her friend whatever her name is can think oh yeah <laughs> okay pinky pinky knew exactly uh, she if you see pinky's character she keeps uh, mentioning to sonam kapoor's character uh aisha yes. okay we are we are flex that you forgot the movie yeah that's named on the main character yeah of course um anyway um she keeps mentioning to aisha pinky keeps mentioning to aisha uh of what she would like to do so some days i think she mentions she wants to be a fashion designer some days she mentions she wants to be something else and she keeps doing that so uh, the first time she did that i felt like are these guys teenagers because very misrepresented like in no way or form they would look like teenagers uh then i came to know that this girl has an art gallery and everybody around her is working and even an event management thing going yeah. on for her just and like i i don't understand how many jobs she does ha huh. exactly i was like what is going on over here what is she doing is she earning is she not how does her father love her honestly she's not earning yeah. how does her father love her but uh, all of that aside um i i literally lost my train of thought i had like this amazing point to make and i forgot what i had to say god <laughs> what is this samleen yeah. how do we proceed from here um i was just mentioning how she does not have an occupation and she's all of that 
I will switch. Please go on. Okay, since you've forgotten your train of thought, I'm just gonna continue because I had a point. I just think it's so weird, man. Like this woman has like two jobs, which I understand are pretty high in terms of like uh, daily involvement, uh, exactly all of that. So I think it's crazy that she has like these two jobs, okay, like completely opposite ends of a spectrum. Like on one hand, you have event management, which is planning, and uh, it's about organization and. Uh, kind of connections you have. On the other hand, she has an art gallery which is about creativity and her drawings are also something I made in like sixth grade. I mean, if that's what you're putting on an art gallery, I better get an art gallery named by me like George Gate Stat. But aside from these like uh, salty remarks, I think uh, it's crazy how much time she spends just dilly-dallying. Like that's all she does throughout the movie they're going one party gets over they go to another party one party gets over they go to another party in another location that gets over they go to another whole damn city Uh, yeah they go to like entire different city and i'm just like okay girl i understand you're working two jobs and i do understand you own both of these jobs but really like what are you doing you're just making like a half-ass sketch about uh these two people you want to you want to force into like dating that's what you're doing like and then you're making landscapes whatever i shouldn't shame her hair like art but it's so weird how much they actually had these recreational activities and everything and anything that happened in her life happened here shadi kisi ki party kisi ki just so annoying yaar so annoying i just like she actually has an um anyway i remembered what i was actually talking about uh it was about the event management thing and i was i when that happened i actually thought that the movie would end where uh because i my understanding was that aisha didn't have an event management company but she just did events for what she felt like so masa masi who calls masu kon bolta hai but like uh first thought circle back <laughs> yeah again anyway. language what is this masi masu like rubbish this is such a language privilege but please levin go ahead yeah so for jo bhi hai wo log whoever they are she's organizing this entire wedding for these people and uh, <clears throat> i felt like somewhere down the line she would realize that because she has this passion for making people meet and all of that and she would actually end up having an event management <laughs> company like a full fledged one where she actually works works hard and earns money like imagine that just imagine it but it ends on a very different note i'm not getting that no idea what she's doing <clears throat> Exactly. exactly that's that's why i thought a good ending would be like this girl grows up and she actually has this realization and she um becomes like a much better version of herself even though she keeps herself intact she keeps her integrity she keeps her values intact but like she becomes like a more independent and a smarter and a more mature version of herself that's what i thought but nahi none of that happened <laughs> and it's really funny like it's just funny how that does not happen that's the obvious thing it was 
it's just out there it could happen it's somebody make a character growth man yeah make an aisha remake and like produce an aisha remake and this is your ending guys I just gave you the idea i'll you can text me for my bank details so i will tell you whether royalties should go but it's a much better ending okay yes so <laughs> you're like getting her what... <laughs> please go ahead okay lovely but i think uh, i think the only thing we can do right now is quote abhay deol the man himself and say that why there are so many inconsistencies in character growth is because the the dude who produced the movie who happens to be literally everybody's favorite uh, yesteryear hero and that's anil kapoor he produced his daughter's movie right and uh, according to abhay deol The, there was more money spent on the kind of outfits Sonam Kapoor is going to wear, which, by the way, are babe, and I are literally going to like. They're literally today's. They're going to be relevant in today's fashion itself. But uh, he said that there was more money spent on her outfits than the characterization and the plot and figuring out how the plot's going to plan out and Aisha's growth. again quite literally backhanded way of pointing out how privilege plays because you have this main actress's father pulling it all out to make her daughter look pretty not caring whether her first impression should be a meaningful one but it should be a pretty one yeah so uh, that is something that i read as well and that is one of the main reasons it was a thing that stuck with me and i was like this is a movie that we need to go back and watch and uh, sort of bring it to our viewers um but essentially what i was thinking of was this movie is the perfect example not only does it represent not only does it represent <laughs> i'm i keep getting distracted by my hand please excuse me um not only does it represent everything uh, represent privilege in the movie itself but also in the production process of the movie because i don't care about what the larger audience after watching salman khan and big boss might think about nepotism but it exists and it is it exists for a reason it plays out for a reason and we have we have chwangi and i have a lot of views about it very staunch views about it which we will not delve into right now but uh, <laughs> other than that uh, maybe we'll do an episode on it but yeah uh, other than that it's also how this movie actually gave sonam kapoor this entire title of being a fashionista because that's where she gets it from i don't think i mean she gets a lot of criticism in general for her outfits and how they are runway make and not like conventionally trendy Yeah. but yeah she always keeps getting all of that and this is where she gets it and imagining she that imagining or understanding that she got this entire title and she got this entire persona from a movie by compromising her own personality as an individual and compromising her own acting skills which is very essential for the industry i mean obviously so that is also how how you can show that privilege played out in the production process 
Now this is yeah. it's I know I'm just talking about Sonam Kapoor as an individual in real life and not her character Aisha, but I think it really talks about how closely related they could be as well, to say the least. Not throwing any. It shots. can be because. Uh, it again calls out to the fact that she just didn't get this movie because of being Anil Kapoor's daughter. But she also made an entire name for herself based on how much money Anil Kapoor poured into this movie for her. So I think it does make sense how well uh, nepotism gets you your first break, but also helps you make your uh, name into the industry as well. And that's all she's known for. Like even though her sister must be the one who's like actually helping, like who's actually like doing all of these fashion, quite literally ideating on fashion. She's the one who's, uh, you know, like called the fashion diva and for wearing very runway-esque outfits for mm-hmm. casual settings. Mm-hmm. So that's her entire thing. And I think it's very valid we mentioned that because it is true about her. And, uh, but this then again ties into like Aisha's character and how, uh, like Lovely was talking about ignorance and Thing, but her ignorance coming out is childlike, right? So there was something, that, but she was again, she's literally in her early 20s or uh, late 20s. Sorry, there was like a fly or something there, so I got distracted. But she was, she's like in her late 20s or early 20s, never specified, but she's young, right? And there's this one particular scene that I had, I was very, very uncomfortable with. And Lavina and I spoke about this before the recording, and we were both very uncomfortable with that scene. I think we've mentioned this in Kali Pili as well. Any scenes that uh, are like this and are, then are deemed romantic are just so... Uh, it's just problematic. Really not the right message. Yeah, it, they're problematic and really not the right message you should be sending out. So there is this one particular scene. Okay, so if you all know Clueless, then this Aisha is literally that, right? So in Clueless, Cher has this new girl that she like, has her pet project as and so does Aisha and her name is Shefali. So uh, Aisha wants to set Shefali up with this co- guy called Randhir Gambhir. By the way, A plus for creativity guys, A plus whoever worked on like the crew for Aisha, y'all had great brains there. But uh, she wants Shefali to set up with this Randhir Gambhir guy who's completely aloof and everything. And but nothing's happening. Like Randhir is not showing interest. Shafali also has no idea what's happening. So Aisha's big, big brain thinks of amazing idea. I mean, literally, what are uh, couples doing right now if not using this idea to like set their friends up? This is so great. She, like completely smart woman, thinks that she should uh, tell. She should like lure these two people up. And she takes them to like this restaurant, which doesn't exist, by the way, which is actually a guest house. Okay. And then suddenly her tires just, her car just seems to like stop working. Network doesn't reach. She can't call anybody. And Randhir Gambhir and uh, Shefali don't have phones for some reason. Like they just don't have phones. So now Aisha tells them, Ki, you guys go inside and you figure out, uh, you know, where the restaurant and everything is, which doesn't exist in case I haven't mentioned. And then I'm sure you guys expect what's happening right now. She tells them to go in and then she leaves in a car. In case you all didn't get it, 
she leaves two random strangers one boy one girl in a completely strange uh, never seen before guest house where she's booked a room for them apparently she leaves them there with li- they literally don't even have phones or anything to communicate so they just she just leaves them there and she just goes back just to make the scene yeah. even worse than it already is uh it i don't think it's a tire that pops then i think she just she's like this is the restaurant and you guys go in you go in and you check and i'll call up this friend who recommended it to me her her best friend or whatever yeah. whatever you kids are mm-hmm. doing so she she's like i will call this girl up to because she's the one who recommended it and they ask her how long before was this restaurant and i think she says it was 2 years ago i had come here or something like that and she's talofying all of this but what needs to really be seen here is how just to make this worse than it already is a random girl leaving two random strangers in a guest house uh she is actually putting the entire blame on her friend it's not even like and even randhir gambhir is really cursing this friend out there when yeah. this this woman is the one who actually took them there left them there but nobody really cares about it somehow nobody cares about it yeah so and it, it gets even worse because the girls literally shafali the girl who was left alone shows absolutely no reaction the next day they go to some animal shelter thingy and she's not even yelling at sonam kapoor's character for doing what happened like there has it was literally no reaction but in reality this is a very volatile and dangerous situation you're putting two random strangers in not even about the fact that they're from opposite sex but like even from the same sex you can't just put two random people in a random room and just expect romance to be like that's not how it works there's something called personal space there's something There's something called just some people are just not meant to be with some people, man. And this is again where Aisha's ignorance just turns to complete blatant stubborn uh, behavior and very childlike uh, obsession. It was very very problematic. Childish rather than childlike, if I must say. Aisha also books her room, books the room in Randhir's name, and they have this entire conversation of I didn't book it. and all of that and the guy is like you don't want to pay but you will have to pay and they have this whole entire thing going on and i and i am sitting there wondering why does this guy actually have a problem paying for the room he's super rich okay okay yeah i'm just wondering it's just 1300 right what yeah. is the price whatever it was it wasn't like 10000 okay it was in, it was below 5000 and not it was below 3000 actually I'm confused whether yeah. it was. I'm confused whether it was one point two, one point three, or if it was two point five. So there's that, but somehow it was below three k, and like this guy was reluctant to pay for it, and I just kept wondering, like you are super rich, what is going on? Yeah, and like. Okay, as complete. Um, the best part is these guys are walking back home, 
and he keeps yelling at shefali for like not being able to walk in heels and being like this delicate little thing and all of that when he appreciates all of that in aisha so again yeah. was just really weirded out by that and the other thing i want to point out shefali actually talks to aisha about this that uh, she talks that i don't think she specifically blames her for or questions her for leaving them yeah shefali actually mentions it in the passing uh, about how they had to walk back home and all of that and aisha's response to it is yeah but that is so romantic walking under the night sky yeah i think i think aisha's ignorance is also something that uh, uh kya bolte hai is very like it all stems from like quite literally insecurity and uh, but her insecurity is so stupid to have i mean you're rich your father's rich you don't have to actually work you can just have hobbies as professions but it's so weird how much she cares about others uh, opinions and how much she really cares about making a mark on others lives and that when abhidhiol contradicts this entire fantasy she's conjured up she gets so mad like for that specific instance in the art gallery she literally has an art gallery to herself literally an art gallery come on so that, that speaks volumes about the fact that you might have some talent which i cannot see for some reason but <clears throat> abhi deol like says one word about how uh she she's not worthy of it or something he barely even like says one word he like literally is more from his expressions than actual words and she gets so hurt by all of these things it's it's really such a weird uh, character i've seen who's so desperate for like just one person's affection not just one person everybody around her when she has so much accomplished already so if you look at a character like this it seems very unbelievable but also at the same time exactly the kind of rubbish privileged people go through like you have so much at your expense and you still have like such you still want to be sad about your life and everything hmm. it is you i mean come on they literally go to mumbai delhi as if like ye log auto rickshaw se ja rahe hain matlab aise baat karte hain mumbai delhi jaane ki jaise ki hai auto auto chalayenge pa baith jayenge aadhe ghante mein pahunch ke jayenge matlab it's just they will realize how much privilege they actually have yeah. like, to be able to say something like this I actually remember what exactly Abhedeol had commented on her art gallery thing. Um, he actually said that, "Oh, this is really great for, and if you practice a little more on this, you will actually be a professional." This is not that bad. I mean, it yeah. was valid. Her drawings are bad. Sorry. Okay. Um. Yeah. But also, um. Yeah, so Shafali is talking to Aisha in the camp about uh, how Ranveer Gambhir called her, and uh, he yeah, she basically wants to know what is the conversation that they had, and also Shafali is such okay, my an, God. an easy to that condition. Is. Yeah, okay, uh, she's such an easy to con uh, condition person that she starts believing that there is something about this guy, and he's. really great because aisha says so so that's a different yeah. thing but they have this conversation and aisha almost gets mad about it and in 
a second she you can see the expression change on her face and she poises herself down so she she changes her expression really quickly and she just calms herself down ekdam suddenly and that's where you realize that this woman actually when you you actually till then you think that this girl does not really care about anybody but she actually really does she cares about yeah. what every single person thinks it really thinks somewhere deep down she also has this image of, as i mentioned in the starting itself she really thinks she's an amazing person who's doing amazing things so in her head all of this is justified and all of this is her project and charity work so, yeah she called it social service like yeah or yeah so what is your opinion about the pet feeding place the ngo that she actually goes to and she is actually feeding all these animals there and that, yeah and she th- that's where they have the first encounter with the bpo guy i don't remember his name sara yeah okay sara yeah okay i got it sara what is your view on that particular scene so i like this question because i think this question really highlights it's very very relevant in terms of privilege that's context because there are three characters involved uh, here right you have aisha you have shafali and you have sort of this new person who completely is the opposite of randhir gambhir so all the name is just so funny i don't know why they named him randhir gambhir but you see really who aisha really is and aisha is just somebody who believes that who has her own version of what's right and wrong and like a 14 year old person will force these versions and perspectives onto like everybody around her including shefali a literally a girl who hasn't even realized like what world really is like and she forces all of these ideas that she has of what shefali needs to do like uh she needs to achieve in her life and it's again it just this is like one of those scenes again where aisha just goes from being ignorant to like just being a privileged uh, person and honestly if we had changed the roles from occupation to caste this scene would have been like a huge huge problem because uh, you're literally telling somebody to not uh, go out with somebody because of the occupation they do the language they speak and the way they use fashion to express themselves which they don't use uh that's how aisha was depicted in this movie and it's a very very apt depiction of what is relevant uh to privilege check and what we talk about here as well when it comes to shafali i realize this is one of the few moments where shafali actually starts questioning whatever uh Aisha is preaching to her because when Aisha tells her don't go out with Saurav, she asks why. I why can't I really go out with him? Like what is so off about him? And then Aisha explains how he's not of the same class and everything. And uh, she can't go out. She can't get with somebody like Saurav. There's not much you can talk about Shafali here because she didn't play a big role. But now coming to Saurav, what something I've noticed is they've portrayed uh people. were lower than the upper middle class not even upper middle class just upper class anybody who is like 
below that uh, ivory tower they just portrayed them as people who can't speak english and who uh, just cannot really who are just white quite literally uncivilized which is the dumbest thing i've heard because while it would make sense if it was like somebody from like the lower socio economic class from the working class that would make sense if they spoke broken english there and if their personality was not in tune with whatever aisha's personality was it would make somewhat sense considering this is 2010 we're talking about but when you look at people like sorrow who's been nice like a middle class job pays enough and everything they should portray him as such a chomu person quite literally like he has not it looks like he just came out of his cave after like 25 years and he has not socialized with anybody ever and and this is goes on for every character that falls that is completely on the opposite spectrum of aisha's social class the way they have depicted saurav is also very interesting because it's just so stereotypical in its like portrayal that is not okay so that's what i thought about the entire animal shelter scene like quite quite similar views essentially classified people into two categories directly people who know english people who do not know english so anybody who is up it's upper class <laughs> it's upper class and it's lower class that's it that's how it is there's no middle <laughs> there is black and white there's that there is nothing else so if you see somebody like abhay deol in the eyes of aisha he is upper upper class and he knows english and he 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 has his things together whereas even somebody like randhir if you probably met a randhir in real life a person who's owning all of these outlets of i don't know what mithai and farsan across india this person has probably probably has a good amount of money enough money that they know they have had a good education probably probably most probably an english language education yeah but somehow he doesn't know proper english as well shefali who whose parents specifically want her to marry somebody from the upper class aren't going to be some rural rural people who have zero idea about uh, the society outside considering yeah. the fact that she probably <coughs> and the way they also show how she has no idea of the western world and western fashion like she's from some like she's from some tribal area and she has who's never had a connection with the urban world it does not make sense that and i feel like that's how it's also perception of how uh, aisha views the world in binaries but um, yeah i don't know if that was intentional or not but it's misrepresentation at its best there is no way that that's how it works like even when she talks about saurabh and how saurabh is shown as this person who does not understand now if he is a bpo guy and if i understand correctly from the conversation that aisha had in the movie as well it's this person who's essentially worked i think aisha asks whether he is this person who gives them calls for things so he's probably working in a call center and it's really hard to believe that he wouldn't know to talk properly to have a good conversation or to hold a conversation at the minimum so obviously is going to exactly the point lovelyn we want to make right they've shown him as somebody who can't say one word but his skill set requires him holding a good stable conversation and i would guess preferably in english as well 
so if we like look at that from that perspective the portrayal is completely off the ballpark of the occupation they gave it but yeah, uh, yeah. also uh, how aisha just talks to him about um, you know this entire scene where she is um, becoming a better person she goes and she i don't know why a bpo guy is in their house i don't know how in what realm that is working i don't understand it at all <laughs> but but he is there for some work purpose and he and aisha goes and she says i'm sorry and saurabh gets up and he asks why and i think aisha says something either along the lines of <clears throat> uh just because you're a nice person but you uh, yeah something like that a very vague answer she does not actually say it so i don't know how essential her uh, apologies are anymore <laughs> no yeah. they're not but uh, that is an, another discussion uh, yeah whole another, whole another discussion about how privileged people can just get away by saying sorry for uh, mistreating completely educated and capable man on for just appearance but that's yeah. a whole other conversation how judgmental they can be as well yeah exactly i think, so I think discussing the last conclusionary scene i think we have come to the conclusion of our episode as well yeah we actually have i don't think we have any more uh, opinions to give that could uh, survive a 20 uh, 45 minute compact episode so we're just going to end this here but we have loads to share loads of more opinions to like uh, talk about so you can just hit us up on our socials lovely is going to talk about but thank you for listening to privilege podcast if you like this episode you can leave us a review on apple podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast from don't forget to follow us on our socials uh, especially instagram where you can find us at privilege check that's p r i v i l e g e c h k and yes when in light in life